The COVID-19 pandemic caused the deaths of over 600,000 people. Words cannot describe the devastation that COVID-19 has caused in the United States, South America, Europe, Russia, and in Great Britain. We've lost devoted members of the Carter Report team in India, and thousands of precious souls continue to die without vaccination. Pastor Carter has a message for all those who are hurting by the loss of their mothers and fathers, sons and daughters, sisters and brothers, husbands and wives, friends, neighbors, doctors and nurses. We are blessed to know that death is not the end and that roses will bloom again. Pastor, I would like your thoughts on why you think the Soviet Union collapsed. That, Wayne, is a very, very good question. That question was asked by Wayne Hackett, one of the great voices in the United States of America, well-known voice, and a great friend of the Carter Reports. Well, Wayne, I've been to the land of Russia and Ukraine, or the old Soviet Union, no less than 49 times. I went there to preach the resurrection of Christ and to tell the people that roses will bloom again. Even though things may look pretty bad, one day things are going to get a lot better. And I believe in the resurrection of Christ. But of course, that's something that the Soviets never taught the people. They took hope out of the souls of the Russian people. When you take hope out of a person's soul, you're killing that person. It has been said that the death of hope always leads to the hope for death. And the Soviet communist system had torn the, the hope out of the hearts of the Russian people. And it was a nation just filled with despair. In 1991, I visited Moscow. I ran a campaign, an evangelistic campaign, just down the road from the Kremlin, in the great palace of, of culture. And there we saw the, the mighty power of God. We saw thousands and thousands of communists and atheists and Marxists coming to the meetings. The university professors from the great Moscow University, they came and they said to me, what's happening to us? What, what's happened to the Soviet Union? Why are there so many suicides? Why is our system collapsing? I said, because it is based upon a dead man. They said, what are you talking about? Well, I said, um, I just gave a talk outside the tomb of Lenin. Because I went to the tomb of Lenin. I joined a big queue, a big line of, of Russian people. And I went and, and I stood there and I looked down at the waxy form. That's, that's the real person, but he's embalmed. And I saw the man who'd caused the world to tremble. He was the founder of communism in the Soviet Union. Very cold, very still, and very silent. I went outside the tomb and with my television crew, I gave a talk on the resurrection of Christ. In those days, you could do this. This was 1991. And communism was going down, but it was still sort of in Russia. But it was, it was impotent. Gorbachev was there, but communism was dying. 
And I answered the question of those professors and I said, people have asked me the question, why is communism dying? Why is Russia dying? I said, here's the answer. Communism is dying in Russia and the Russian economy is dying. The Soviet system is going into the dustbin of history because it was based upon a dead man. It was based upon Lenin and Lenin, believe you believe me, my friend, he's dead because I've just seen him. But the Christian church in Russia is very much alive today. You want to know why? Because it is not based upon a dead man, it is based upon a living Christ. <laughs> Jesus walked out of the tomb and said, I am the resurrection and the life. We've often talked about the many times you went to the Siberian concentration camps and cemeteries. Going there must have changed your life. It changed my life forever. I don't think I can really describe to you how I felt. I've been to Siberia on many occasions. Did you know that in Siberia, the communists, the atheists, put to death 10 million innocent people? They would send them on the Trans-Siberian Express. I've been on the train many, many times. They would send them across on many occasions to Vladivostok and then they'd ship them north up to a, a hellhole of a place. They paved the roads with the bones of the prisoners. What, what can one say? How can one describe one's feelings of the prisoners who died in Magadan? Ever heard of Magadan? Oh, God have mercy upon us. Magadan, the people went there and um, they were brutalized. And the streets of Magadan were composed of the bones of the prisoners. Tens of thousands of them were believers in Christ. They were there because of their faith in Christ. I've seen things that will never get out of my soul. But when I went to Siberia, when I went to Russia, when I went to Ukraine, when I went to these communist countries, these places that had had their souls sucked out by atheism, who'd been taught despair, they'd been told, you're, you're nothing. At the most, you're an animal. At the least, you're a machine. You're simply the product of time plus matter plus chance. I went with the message, I said, no, no, no. You are a child of God. You're made in the very image of God. Christ came to this earth and he died for you. I saw people, atheists, communists, by the thousands, by the tens of the thousands, come forward to give their lives to Christ, weeping and crying as they accepted Christ. Now, I'm going to read to you from the Apostle Paul, this great Jewish scholar, Without the Apostle Paul, we would have no, none of the great democracies today. Without the writings of the Apostle Paul, we would not have had the book of Romans. 
And the book of Romans gave us the Reformation. And the Reformation gave us the great democracies. And the great democracies gave us freedom and liberty. Now, I'm going to read to you the words of this great man who's, who, who just changed the course of history. He says in this, in this book, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 51 and onwards. Listen carefully. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. That means we're not all going to die. But we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. This tremendous scholar, the Apostle Paul, who changed the course of history, who gave us democracy and freedom, all of the things we take for granted. He said the day is going to come and the trumpet is going to sound. Christ is going to return. The almighty Christ is going to return and he's going to give a shout and the trumpet is going to sound and the dead are going to come out of their tombs. <laughs> yes, roses will bloom again. And he said this corruptible, this body which is corruptible, this body which is mortal is going to become immortal. Death is going to be swallowed up in victory. And God's people are going to get, wait for this, God's people are going to get brand new bodies, glorious bodies. They will never get old. They will never get white hair. They will never get fatigued. They will never suffer pain. They will never go through the the suffering of depression. They won't have any of those things. Those things are going to be passed away. Roses will bloom again. Just wait and see. Christ is going to return and the dead are going to be raised. This is the word of the Lord. The message of Jesus Christ transformed the lives of many Russians and communists. Can you tell us about them? Yes. I think of Olga. Olga was a young woman when she lived in Ukraine, but not a young woman when we met her in Isdinovgorod. But when she was an elderly woman, she came to our meetings in the city of Nizhny Novgorod. She came and she found Christ and she found salvation and she found hope. And she told me this amazing story. When she was a young woman, she lived in Ukraine. And she lived there during the time of the invasion of Ukraine by the Nazis. When they came into her village, because her village resisted them, 
all the people, all the Ukrainians, were marched, this was in the middle of winter, out into the snow, and they were made to build or dig this tremendous grave, uh, dig out this big hole in the ground. And then with hundreds and hundreds of other Ukrainians, men and women, boys and girls, they were made to stand around this big drain, this big ditch, this big hole in the frozen ground. And then the Germans turned on them their machine guns and they machine gunned them to death and the bodies fell down into the ditch. But Olga, just a slip of a girl, just a young girl and a young man ran for their lives. They ran as fast as they could. They ran into the forest and amazingly they escaped. Olga was able to get on a train and after some weeks she found her way to the city of Gorky as it was called. It was called Gorky by the communists. It is now called Nizhny Novgorod. And so she got there and she married the love of her life and they lived together for several years. And then one day there was a knocking on the door. In fact, it was at the middle of the night. Her husband went to the door and they said, the KGB said, come with us. Olga never saw him again. He was taken away and he was put to death by the communists. And for, for the rest of her life, she lived a life of quite desperation. No hope because she'd been taught by the communists, there is no God. She was an atheist through and through. And then she came to our meetings. When she came to our meetings, she heard what you've heard today. She heard, she heard the truth that the Bible is true, that Christ is true, that Christ died for our sins and that Christ was raised from the dead. And she gave her life to Christ. I had the privilege of baptizing her in the frigid waters of the Volga River. As she came up out of the water, her face was shining with the glory of God. My friend, I want you to have that joy today. I, I want you to know today that Christ is alive and that the dead are going to live again. I want you to know that by the grace of God, if you believe in Christ with all of your heart, you are going to be raised from the dead and you are going to live for eternity in the kingdom of God. I want to read you a text. and This is a text that I have never grown tired of reading to people. I'm going to come over here to the Gospel of, of John and I'm going to turn to John chapter 14 and verses 1 down to 3. Now, just listen. Listen to this because it's going to do you a lot of good. John chapter 14. Jesus said, Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And uh, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Hey, Jesus said, don't let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house, any mansion, there's room for you. <laughs> there's plenty of room, there's room for you. I'm going to prepare a place for you, I know all about you. I love you. I died for you. 
and I'm going to come again, and I'm going to take you to myself. That's the story I told to Ludmilla. She was married to an officer of the KGB in Russia. She came to the meetings. She was an atheist. She gave her life to Christ. Her son came to the meetings. He'd been a member of the mafia. Can you believe it? When I baptized him, his face shone with the glory of God, but the mafia came for him and they killed him. I was not there when this happened. She took his funeral. Hundreds of atheists came. They found Christ and she preached the truth that you're hearing today. The Christ is alive. The Christ is coming again. I want you to believe this, my friend. And as you believe this, the peace and the glory of Christ will come into your soul and you will know in your own heart that roses will bloom again. Christ is coming. There's going to be a great resurrection and we're going to get new bodies and we're going to live forever with Jesus in the kingdom of God. I say to you today, believe in the God who believes in you. You talk of the roses blooming again. Does nature influence you? Somehow giving you hope? Wayne, that's really a great question, isn't it? Wayne Hackett, who's asking the questions today. Does nature give us hope? When winter comes, just about everything dies, at least in Siberia. I've been in Siberia in the very, very midst of winter. My family have been with me there in Siberia. I've traveled from Moscow to Vladivostok. It took seven days. We crossed over at seven or eight time zones. You look out the window of the train and you see the frozen wasteland of Siberia. You see the great tiger forest. You see the snow, often when the train stopped. We'd get out and we'd walk in the snow, minus 40 degrees. At every railway station we stopped and we set up a PA system. We set up floodlights at midnight, at two in the morning, four in the morning, and I preached the hope that is found in Christ. We had crowds of people who met us from Moscow to Vladivostok, met us with bread and salt. They welcomed us and they said, we're so glad you've come because you've brought us hope. We came with the message of a risen Christ. We came with the message that Christ is alive and Christ is going to come again and the dead are going to be resurrected. That is the message you've got to believe, my friend. You've got to let this hope get down into your soul. You've got to let it get inside your heart and transform you. You've got to believe that roses will bloom again. In Siberia, I've been there in summer. I've been there in springtime. And after the dreadful cold of those long, long Siberian winters, you see the green leaves coming. The wind starts to blow balmy breezes. The grass comes out fresh 
luxuriant. Listen, don't forget it. After every winter, without without an exception, after every winter, there comes spring. And after spring, there comes summer. And during summer, everything is alive. The trees are green. The grass is green. The birds are singing. After death, after death, there is life. Even nature tells us roses will bloom again. Just wait and see. Put away your despair, my friend. Believe in the God who believes in you. You have personally lost loved ones and friends. Not just from this pandemic, but over time. How do you deal with the passage of time? I think of the empty tomb of Christ. I think of the words of the angel to those people back there 2,000 years ago. He's not here. He's risen. That's going to be said of every one of God's children one day. He's not here. He's not here in this tomb. He's risen. Hope burns in my heart. I want hope to burn in your heart today, my dear friend. Sure, I'm now going through a different stage in my life. My hair has got one or two gray hairs. My wife tells me, you got too many of them. You better go and have your hair cut. And I said, okay, okay, okay. But, you know, it's nice. I mean, out here in Australia, President, it's wintertime, and it's nice to be wearing a hat all the time, and this is my hat and keeps me warm. But I'm now starting to know what it is to get old. But I think of the words of the angel. He's not here. He's risen. Christ is alive. Hallelujah. Christ is alive. Many years ago, 1917, the communists went around, the atheists went around Russia and they told the people, uh, Christ is dead, uh, the church is dead, uh, uh, you're now now communists and you've got to believe this, nothing. And one communist official got up before a big crowd of Russian peasants and harangued them for more than an hour, giving them all the reasons that God didn't exist. And after he got through, he said to the Russian pastor who was standing there, he said it in sarcasm, in derision. He said, I'll give you five minutes to reply to me. We believe in freedom here. You got five minutes to rebut what I've said. The pastor got up and he said to the communist official, I don't need five minutes. Just give me five seconds. And he turned to the Russian people and he gave the historic Russian Easter greeting. He said, the Lord is risen. And the Russians thundered back, he is risen indeed. That's what I tell people. The Lord is risen. He is risen indeed. That gives us hope. That gives us joy. That gives us so much joy to know roses will bloom again, my friend. Sure. I see the leaves of autumn falling fast around me. 
my mom and my dad, but I'm going to see them again because I trusted in Christ. I'm going to see my old friend and my buddy, Graham Bradford. <laughs> going to see him again. He got melanoma. Carried on, fought the good fight for four years. Then he died. I took his funeral. I'm going to see Graham again. Tom Ludowisi, the man who led me to Christ when I was a boy of 17 years of age. Going to see Tom again. I'm going to see Athel. I could just mention these names. I'm going to see Alicia. So many friends, so many dear ones. So many people who still live in my mind today. I want you to know death is not the end, my friend. We believe not in fantasy. We believe in the facts. Our faith is based upon, not fairy tales, our, our faith is based upon historical evidence. The witnesses wrote it down and we have the record here today. Yes, indeed. Roses will bloom again. Just as he said. Just wait and see. The Carter Report has a new weekly updated message for you from Pastor Carter. This update is not available on your normal broadcast station. It is only available on your favorite streaming device. Roku, Amazon Fire, YouTube, Apple TV, Vimeo, our podcast, the Carter Report website. Also, the official Carter Report mobile app. You receive these additional weekly updates only by streaming. They are not available through your broadcast station. Pastor Carter updates crucial issues happening in our world every week. The most current events facing each and every one of us are explored in a new light. Get your exclusive new weekly updates through the Carter Report app only available on your streaming device. Find out now what important stories are included in this week's update. Time. It takes only a minute to have eternal life. How can you get saved in a minute? It's simple. First, believe that Jesus was the Son of God. Second, accept His free gift of eternal life. And then, you're saved. It's not hard. It doesn't take any time. You can be saved in a minute right now. Pray with me. Lord God, I realize that I am a sinner. My sin has separated me from you. I accept that your son Jesus Christ died for me. I ask Jesus into my heart. If you prayed this prayer, you are saved. The next thing to do is tell someone. Fellowship with other followers of Jesus. Get baptized. Read your Bible and pray. Choices. We make them every day, all day. The most important choice you will make in your life is whether to choose eternal life or let it pass you by. If you'd like more information about your new life, call the number and visit our website. For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or in Australia, Contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible through the generous support of viewers like you. 
We thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.